Hey, everybody, it's John, and thanks to everybody who helps us out every week by going to patreon.com slash steal this beer and throwing a couple of bucks our way so that we can mail beers to our guests and have some fun conversations resulting from that. So uh, if you're not already, go check it out. It's patreon.com slash steal this beer. Uh, as Cass says, a little bit goes a long way, and we appreciate the support. Now, here come the sirens. discussion about beer over beer by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much hey y'all it is 327 on thursday oh and we are stealing beers it's been so long since we did one of these. You forgot that when we don't have a guest, I make up completely false times. No, I thought you may see. It's been so long that you made up completely false times when we would do a Patreon only show. Oh, and this is going out it. to the regular stream. So <laughs> never mind. So it's five o'clock on Monday. Hey, y'all. See, I forgot. So thieves, thieves and Patreons and everybody who's been playing along with us for how many years, Justin? Uh, seven almost. Almost. We're seven. coming up on seven. Yeah. So when we used to do the show in person, every now and then we'd have a guest flake or Justin would have just lied about booking a guest and they would find <laughs> out that nobody was coming while we were all together in the room. Um, and Maybe we would do just Maybe happen once or twice. And we would just do these catch-up episodes, making sure the gap was full. And they happened not too often, but often enough. I'd say every three or four months, we were doing a Just Us bullshitting episode. And I think in the entire dial-in COVID run, we've only had two people flake on us. (laughs) I can only remember doing two of these in, you know, two of these in the last 24 months. So coming up on our seventh anniversary chief episode, I said, we should all just catch up and say hi. So that's what this episode is, Thieves. I hope, I hope you enjoy it. But the best part is for the first time in a long time, I got to pick the beer I'm drinking on the show. Um, so I'll start with mine and then all three of you will have to talk. So I am drinking Habitat. Uh, 2021 three-year blend 01 from the team at Trillium. Bottled on 12821. So there was a great late Fancy. night, late night story, uh, sometime in the last three or four months, where I just got a box from JC with three completely legitimate, however you want to call them in America, wild beers or whatever. Yeah, green blended glass. and poured green glass with a badass little trillium glass a la Belgium, you know, yeah. one. And I texted. How would you describe the bottom of that? I always think of those as like a lambic or a goose glass, but they they have the ridges on the bottom. Right. It's. I think. I don't know this to be true, but I'm sure it's some version of fluting is what they're going to call that. Right. That that kind of semicircle cut into the bottom, chalice fluting or something. Anyway. uh, But so I sent a text to the other three guys. Hey, did you guys get beer from JC? And only John Hall had. So I figured I'd save one for our next episode. So I can drink it. Thanks for Kennedy all about it. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) John, have you drank this one yet? Oh yeah. Yeah. You drank all three. Uh, I drank 
two of them. I have one left. Let's see. So that's what I, I did. Left. I drank two and then saved this one for the show. Uh, oh, I have blend so nice. 02. Yeah, I have blend 01 in my hand. Okay. Yeah. Apricot mm. focused stone fruit nose, well structured tannins, and soft back palate. It's so how... perfectly whiny. Mm. Like it's really lovely. You remember that, you know, the yeast up there, even, even the house yeast is born of a grape culture. So it always tastes whiny to me, but I love it. And I think it's just, did, can you read the side? It's just beer, right? There's nothing he actually put in it. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Anyway, so I saved this last one to drink with you guys. So that's what I'm sipping on. I'll bring up notes as they come up. But right now, it's it's literally punching like a weedy Sauvignon Blanc. And it is bright. What are you drinking, John Hall? I'm, I'm trying to decide. I pulled out a couple of things from... Uh, from Can the I fridge pick? right before we start. Can I pick? Can I pick? Do the barley well, wine. Do the barley wine. Do the barley uh, wine. I don't have a barley wine. I have get a barley wine. Get a barley wine. I get have New Glarus, uh, Spotted Cow Grand Cru. Ooh. I have a good honest pint ESB from the drop in brewing in Vermont, uh, which is a six percent ESB. Oh. Uh, so a good honest pint. I have Deschutes non alcoholic black butte porter. Interesting. I'd like your opinion on that. Non-alcoholics uh, intrigue me. From uh, Orpheus Brewing, I have Do or Die. That's their oatmeal cream stout. Uh, and then I have this thing in front of me called uh, Zero Sugar Hard Mountain Dew. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Is, how 21 is plus can? contains Wait, alcohol. It's how, a 12-ounce can. How big? It's only a 12-ounce can. I wanted it to be a stovepipe. And I was going to push it. It's 5% ABV. Well, and how much caffeine? Zero sugar. It doesn't say anything about caffeine in it. 100 calories thing. per serving. That's got to be far less than a regular Mountain Dew, right? I'm just, I'm reading this can for the first time as I'm talking to you. Yeah, I'm guessing there's 360 calories in a Mountain Dew. Um, let's see. Brewed by Green Rebel Brewing Company, Memphis, Tennessee, uh, Greensdale, Florida, uh, in... Oh, Greensdale, Pennsylvania. I'm sorry. In collaboration with the Boston Beer Company. I was going to say, is I thought that was a Sam Adams. So Sam Adams joint. 170 calories in a regular Mountain Dew, 12 ounces. Wow. So, so it's too, just more responsible times. to drink this type was, of yeah. stuff. <laughs> if so you're cool. looking out for Spotted your glucose levels, yeah. if you're looking out for your glucose levels, the, the alcoholic Mountain Dew is the better choice. <laughs> so Spotted Cow, here we go. Spotted Cow Grand Cru. Yeah. Now, what about you, Senor Kennedy? What are you sipping on? I just opened a new IPA from Allagash Brewing. It's the first IPA they've released in a long time. It's called Swiftly. And it is thoroughly traditional IPA. It's it's amber reddish in color. It's, it's super, bass. It's bass. You know, <laughs> it's super malty. Um, it is thoroughly unmodern. Um, and I was just looking up the, uh, the hops. Because it's, you know, it tastes old school. Um, I like this a lot. It's brewed with Cascade, Chinook, Mosaic, and Simcoe. Mosaic also, is not purely traditional, my good friend. I'm not sure. I guess, you, know, you, just, you, just, you just blew up your entire tail with <laughs> two syllables. And it Three also syllables. has coriander in it. Oh, which I guess is, is the they can't I mean, that's itself. They yeah, can't help themselves. Like, yeah, that's God damn it. The, they have we so much of it. The They're like, what else we can were, we put this in? We were all the way to an American beer, and then somebody fell into the coriander in the back <laughs> corner of the walk-in. 
Um, but it was canned 15 days ago. Um, pretty, pretty label. It's a green can with pops Good. of purple and yellow. And it's got hops. Is this from Beer Witch or did this show up at your house? It showed up in my house. Dude, they love you. What yeah. did you do for Allagash? I don't know. He's put them on the show multiple times. That's true. That is true. No, I think there's cahoots going on. I think he no the the people have only been on one show. The beers show up quite a bit, Mister oh, Kennedy. That's true. But that's Since you've I taken, re- I wonder if somebody can do a quick look at our Untapped and do the math and. You know, tell me how many times since Kennedy took over distribution of our tasting beers, is there a high percentage of Allagash in the mix? And is it higher than before? Yeah, it's absolutely higher than before. I that I'm no question. That. People love Allagash. You guys are For always sure. happy with the beers I pick from Allagash. Always happy with Allagash, yeah. except yeah. I wouldn't have put coriander in a mosaic beer. Um, <laughs> But I'm interested if anybody. Yeah, but they're also making a hundred thousand barrels plus a year, so they're doing something and, right. And all of them have a touch of coriander. Yes, it's like have you guys have you guys ever done the behind the scenes dogfish tour when they take you into the extra shit walk in and you like crack open the black limes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like in the Allagash version of that, there's literally like a heaping pile of like road salt, but it's all coriander. <laughs> they just have a they have a, like a front loader truck that just measures by the bucket full uh hey cass what are you You sipping well we've had 26 allagash beers on the show thus far in all holy crap in seven years we've only i wonder if i wonder if there's any other brewery that has had more beers than that yeah that i don't that i'll try to find that as we get through the show Cass, how many have been in the last two years Oh, it's, it's 20. Hard. I'm already I've already backed out. I'll Shift you know. F9. Shift F9. You can't do that on a phone. Damn it. Anyway, it's got I'm, a point. I'm drinking uh, a coconut <clears throat> porter from customer of mine out in Michigan that just opened up called Dog and Pony Show Brewing. Figured it'd be <laughs> good to have next. <laughs> good. Good to have next to my coffee. Seeing as we're just mm. picking up. But, I get um, that. Yeah, pretty pretty good, you know. Just, uh, it's kind of basic porter, a little coconut flavor to it. It's definitely drinkable at six percent, that's for sure. It's, it's going away quickly, and I don't know if that's me just trying to chase the hangover here. <laughs> you, you were extolling the virtues of Michigan when I saw you up in Albany two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. You guys it's, are doing a lot of a lot of stuff there, but like Michigan is one of those beer states where I know everybody thinks of like Bell's and New Holland and things, but there's a lot of small breweries that don't make it out of that state that are doing some pretty stuff. cool stuff. Yeah, these guys are in Oak Park. They just opened up. I want to say about six months ago, so they're fairly new. Um, and yeah, doing well. Doing well, guys. Nice. I'm feeling low energy right now. Well, it is cheered up on a Sunday morning. So, yeah. <clears throat> quick, chug your Mountain Dew. Quick, chug your Mountain Dew. You would have, you would have liked no me caffeine. yesterday. I was, I was nice and randy in the afternoon after the the family soup party that we had. I never sorry, had so what? The soup. It's a soup party. Everybody, you know, family gets together once a year. Everybody makes a crock pot of soup and you party. I brought a cooler full of canned cocktails and lager. We had ourselves an afternoon. What? Paul, do you not know that Cass's great-great-grandfather wrote the Stone Soup book? Stone that's, soup. that's what the Cass family money comes from. 
Oh, I didn't realize that you were old soup money, that the cast family rivaled the Campbells for uh, yeah, how progressive for soup literature you. for fight yeah. for the finest soup literature. All right, uh, I, ran, I ran some numbers of those 27 beers, five I've sent to you guys in the last two years. Huh? So, 20, so do the math. The 22 others over the course of five years. It's about so hold average. on, hold on. I'm no, 20, 29 divided by five is six. 27. And we've had, okay, so a little over six. So we're averaging a little over six a year. And you're saying we've only had five in two years. So the average is down. Yeah, the average is down. I'm not keeping up. No, you're lying. I swear to God, I'm looking at the numbers right I'm here. thinking. I'm thinking of like the three weeks last summer when we had like Session River Raft named <laughs> Allagash beers. Like, yeah. like Rapid Fire. Yeah, I remember that. But uh, I'd send you guys a, a, a Pilsner, Curio, a little, little Grove, which was like their kombucha thing which oh yeah and didn't you do one with like spices like turmeric or something curcuma that was the only one that didn't show too well in the show turmeric turmeric um and then haunted house that uh for like a better term that was black ipa yeah Yeah. that would hit that would i think i remember somebody writing to us after we tasted that delighted by how big we reacted to that beer yeah no that that immediately went into the hall of fame on the show yeah, and all of us quickly. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny that you know. So in this world of of ubiquitous, uh, how did the guy say it last week? Uh, Citra mosaic, you can't screw it up. <laughs> in this world of in this world of ubiquitous Citra mosaic, you absolutely can screw it up. Beers. It's funny that there's certain guys, Allagash, uh, Sierra. You know, where we have no idea what we're doing, and we're like, "Oh, I like this beer. What could this beer be?" We're just immediately trying to tear the foil off it so we can learn what we love. And it's always one of ten guys, right? Yeah, it's funny. Hal, talk to me. What's going on out there in the world of beer writing? Uh, I've been getting slowly back onto the road a little bit. I was in Albany. I saw Cass up at the New York State Brewers Competition uh, Brewers conference uh and that's where they announced the awards for that thing that i was up in rochester for uh earlier in the year um the uh two of the top beers that won by the way so uh out of hundreds of entries like 1300 entries something like that um there's a final table of i think 12 of us judges that had the very best from every category and we all went and started you know saying okay like what's the best out of these 26 beers uh, and i'm getting the numbers wrong a little bit but at the end of the day we got down to a proper berliner with woodruff syrup cool. and a brown ale. wait 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 that's an important there's a caveat there had they brewed the woodruff syrup into it or were you guys adding it a la minute no they they had added it into it so i i i know there's a yeah that's that's there's a ceremony uh but yes the ceremony was missing there, but the the, well, the Woodruff was delightful in a competition, right? If you're if you're the person doing tableside service at a competition, you are cheating. Yes. So yeah, if it's already in there, that's fine. Yeah, it was in there, uh, and a proper brown ale. Nice. Uh, and I just and it was at the end of the day, like everybody who was from different backgrounds. There's like a you know like bartenders and beer buyers, and I was at the table, and there's you know some other folks um, uh, from various uh, beer related industries and consistently like that's where we all went 
I was like, this is, this is great. You know, and there's some nice Citra mosaic and everything else that was, that was on the table. But at the end of the day, two fairly humble styles made it all the way to the top. So that was kind of fun. Um, and then but I was again, up in Rhode Island again, this week as well. But again, everybody at that table at some point had a beer advocate account, advocate account. There's no untapters in there, right? I, no, I disagree. I think that there is definitely... It was this a, voting it was, body you were part of or part of the untapped generation, not the beer advocate generation? I, I think that there is a mix. Suspect. <laughs> so who are the winners, John? Who are the brew, who are the beers from? Oh, I got to find it on my email. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, I'm guessing this has been announced already, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. You 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 are aware that the untrustworthy narrator is not usually something we expect in our reporting. That I didn't know who. Um, <laughs> that you've you've told an entire story about an event you can't remember who was in. <laughs> so the governor's cup. Uh, so the the governor's cup that was like the 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 top thing, and it was Lukenheim Lukenheimer Lukenheimer. Lukenheimer. Uh, they won for their for their Berliner. So yeah, nice with Woodruff syrup. With Woodruff syrup, and it looks like uh, twelve hundred and fifty beers uh, were in the competition, and and these were all New York State beers. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm surprised. I would have loved it if somehow our uh, our boys from Peekskill. Not Peekskill. Uh, Newberg. Makes the brown, Newberg. If our yeah. boys from Newberg pulled it out with that brown ale, I'd have been like, we called that four years ago. That's us. We get credit for that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, well, then I probably would have had to accuse myself if it was the brown <laughs> ale. It's like, I've been an unabashed fan of this. I have advocated for exists. this beer's success passionately yeah. for at least six years now. Oh, I do love that beer. So that one snuck in in the last couple months, too, didn't it? uh yeah i think it did i like that it's kind of become an old friend where it was like the notes on it were oh i like this (laughs) (laughs) it was no longer blowing me away it was just like fond friendly memories like oh i like this uh anyway um, that's fun so are you guys hold on before we get to that i i would so you said that you're getting back out there i gotta tell you i'm in this weird state of you know, I always try to have actual data and not just go on emotions and figure things out. And I can't figure out if what's going on with me right now is that I think we've actually now got COVID in stride and there can't be a COVID surprise this spring as there was the last two springs. Um, or that it's just spring and I'm just feeling, you know, springy and positive. But I've had this new hop blend hop called trident come into my life i think i forced some of it on some of you guys because i've been putting it in quite a lot of beers but this one hop out of nowhere in the last say three months has me like reinvigorated the way citra did 11 years ago when we were writing the boat recipe like i'm just like let's figure out something else we can put this in and see if we can make it do anything bigger or differenter and it's like this this kind of zeal for the kind of things that started this show seven years ago, which I haven't really been feeling during all of lockdown and all this. You think any of your, is your newfound I'm back on the road doing my job thing, giving you any kind of exuberance? Like, like I said, I don't know if this hop is that good or I'm just newly excited for the first time in a while, but the two are tying into each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
I, I feel like a lot of this is starting to become necessity. You know, like I had to be out in the world for the job in the past and then nobody was out in the world so I could do everything from here. But now everybody is starting to get back out into the world. So I have to go where the story is again. Um, I, yeah, and I, I'm with you that there, I, I don't think there's going to be necessarily a surprise. But, you know, I, I think we have to, as we have for the last two years, look to Europe first. And right now there's a new variant that's kind of sweeping through. And, you know, it's somebody asked me the other day, it's like, do you think the craft brewers conference is going to be canceled? And I was like, there's no way in hell. Like they're, yeah, they're absolutely no. not going to do it, but you know, there's going to be people who make decisions at the last minute as to whether or not to go. And I think that's just how it's going to be uh, for the conceivable future is just, you know, yeah. sometimes some days we're going to feel really good and bullish. And then other days we're going to be like, uh, I, I, but I see. I, so Lauren and Cass are actually in Europe right now. So obviously I'm, hyper focused on that as are they um but it's even over there things still seem to be like they're in rome which you'll remember was the strictest of the shutdowns two yeah. years ago are they still singing from and, the balconies uh so i know there's a balcony involved in the story but i'm not sure they're singing from them but uh my, okay fairly my, my kid was uh doing some risky behavior on a balcony in the last 14 hours. Okay. So, like L Lauren was holding him over the balcony a la Michael Jackson. Well, you, you know us, we we're always trying to be more and more, uh, more and more. Ostentatious is, Billie Jean, is yeah. the word that I usually that, use, but that, yes, that, thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so, so I get what you're saying, but I just, like I said, so, so there's a, there's a approach avoidance or a hard data set where I, I'm, more enthusiastically in the taste room talking to people about these beers I've been putting this hop into because I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to be taking a weird new exuberance of pent up, you know, stuck in my houseness, ascribing it to this new hop. Like if you look at carton beers, you know, like I said, we opened with two Citra beers 11 years ago and Citra is my kind of building block hop and I just adore it. It's, so, you know, if, if I took Citra out of all the beers, I'd be changing the recipe on, I'd say, 65% of our beers. In the last four new recipes I've come up with, I've used this hop like that. And I don't want it two years from now to be like, dude, you just had been stuck in your house two years. This hop is terrible. What are you thinking? It's a, it's a very nervous, nervous tension, me and this new hop blend I like. What does the hop do for you? <laughs> what, what is it? I don't know. Trying so it's, just it's a hop steiner. I just looked it up. It's a Hopsteiner blend too. And usually the blended hops, I like using the blended hops typically before this one as a way to reduce cabbage in the beer. So, you know what I mean? Like the seven seeds, when you're writing a, a West Coast style, it's always fun to use a lot of the sea hops. But when you put together a blend of all of them to get the right proportions, you end up adding a ton of greenery just to get the oils you want. And then, Somebody comes along with the Falconer's Flight 7 Seas blended hop, which is all those hops blended in to hit certain oil numbers. So you can get away with like half the actual pellets and hit all your numbers. So I like it just to preserve liquid and not over green the beer. Um, but this one actually I, like, yeah. I like, but this one actually like for the flavors it's giving, you know what I mean? It's not like a workhorse for its constituents. I think it works better than the three components standalone. I, I'm just I'm reading the Hopsteiner website right now, and I know we we like Heather obviously, but this marketing copy on here is just absolutely terrible. 
and tells you absolutely nothing about the hop. <laughs> well, if you're a brewer, they give you data. They uh, use but- unique on this page at least five times. You know, at Hopsteiner, sometimes twice in a single sentence. You know, at Hopsteiner, it's possible it wasn't written in English. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, anyway. reading it along with you, John, I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's Jesus. Yeah. It is, so, it is. So the first one of you to get the contract from Heather to fix it will be the guy <laughs> that buys me my next beer. Uh, there it is. I got two writers on this call. You would think one of you should have texted already. Hey, I can fix the uniques in your Trident marketing. <laughs> I, can, I can add. I can add more if uh, the last copywriter got paid for every use of the word unique. And <laughs> hey, John, do you know how you catch a unique cop? Oh, uh, how? Unique up on it. Uh, hey, Cast you know is you know out in the world more than. Hop? Wait, how do you catch a tame hop? How? Same way. Cass, <laughs> you've been out in the world, like probably more than any of us. Are you are you feeling Non-stop what Augie is for feeling? two years? Yeah. But have you yeah. seen a shift? No. I mean, people are just excited to get back out. Um, seen a lot of busy tasting rooms, a lot of busy bars, and just a lot of people on the fucking highway too. So I think everybody's oh. just you know, everybody just having the, the road life. to yourself. Oh, it was amazing. For two years. It was it was pretty good, especially in the early days there. Um, I got pulled over too, doing like ninety five miles an hour, which I didn't think I would get stopped. <laughs> Twenty five school zone, and you're like, <laughs> hey, but the kids are all remote learning, man. Yeah. No, this shout is a out. Zoom zone. This is a Zoom zone, piggy. It's entrapment. So shout out. No, shout out to the Pennsylvania State Trooper that let me off with a a, a cheap ticket and uh, did not. Did make he do me it because of that date? Did he do it because that exact day you had a cop mustache? No, I, but I did have, <laughs> I did have six sixtals of like IPA and smooth beer from from a customer that I was bringing to another customer. So he's like, "Why, why do you have all this beer in your trunk?" I said, "Oh, I work in the beer industry, sir." And I left it at that. And then he left with four sixtals. <laughs> yeah, and it's I was like, "Do you?" I said, <laughs> "He said, do you need something?" And he's like, "No." He's like, "No, thank you." Um, but yeah. <laughs> He, he was very he was very nice and he helped me out on that ticket and I can't remember his name, but bless him. If, if you had been traveling with uh, 450 North Sixels, they would have had to call out the bomb defusing robot. Yeah, I'm glad. I well, don't understand I that have... joke. Is that because they do high sugar beers? Yeah, yes. that was the that was the okay. brewery where all the cans were exploding a couple of years ago, and that, they were blaming. That was everybody. the brewery. Well, it oh, was. Shit. There were seven here in New Jersey. Yeah, that was the one in Indiana <laughs> that everybody was. Um. They actually just posted on one of their social media channels like, hey, uh, uh, we finally got in our flash pasteurizer. It's like four years later. Um, you know, so now you can enjoy our beer oh, directly from all our cans shelves. Are yeah. now. But so wait, aren't for they them. also the guys who got outed for watering down the beer to like two yep. percent? Yeah, they were. So, so the flash pasteurizer would set that ABV, right? Theoretically, the ones that were still fermenting in can were at least increasing their ABV to a normal level. I don't remember. I have to go back on. They were saying they were like eight percent. They were the lab tests showed that they were more like four percent, three percent. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they were they were not counting the dilution of the purees. They were. Brewing yeah, an 8% like beer and then making the container 70% 80%, proof yeah. puree. Mm-hmm. 
and the net effect was a three percent beer. Right. Well, a three percent smoothie. Yeah. Um, no. I had hey, some fun last night. I had a Swedish guy bring a Swedish friend in. Um, and the, the Swedish guy is my neighbor, very cool cat, like went through the Swedish army, was a cook in the Swedish army when he was a kid. And now he lives over here. Super fun, super cool guy. But he's been in America long enough that he's a full blown, you know, hazy triple IPA sticker can collector drinker. And then he's got like his oldest buddy from the army in for one weekend and he wants to show him, you know, his neighbor friend's brewery. I bring him in and that guy only wants lagers. <laughs> and it was like the, the the guy who still lives in Sweden looking at the Swedish guy who now lives in America, like, what the fuck has happened to you? What are you doing? And you know, and he was so polite and so cool. And he tastes the IPAs and be like, okay, I see it. Can I have more of the whip? And you're like, Trident, <laughs> let me tell you about how excited I am about Trident. Well, I didn't need to because the other guy was doing all that for me. He's like, Don't you taste the guava and the mango and the <laughs> but it's unique? Don't you understand how unique this is? The still Sweden Swedish guy is looking at him over a full blown mug of Pilsner. Like, what has this country done to you? <laughs> it was, it was kind of fun to watch from behind the sticks. Uh, but nice. the victory in the whole thing was, and he actually said this to me. This isn't me writing his dialogue, but at the end, the one where I was like, you know, what really surprised me that I was sure was the dumbest, craziest thing I'd ever heard, but I really enjoyed was that thieves oil one, the one that, the one that smells like hippie cleaning product. So, so there was a small victory in the traditional Belgian spiked up a little bit, but yeah, man, he, him looking at his buddy as he got gleeful about 10 and a half percent oat IPAs was, was a wonderful, like all the things we've tried to define in this show about not yucking somebody's yum, but also having an appreciation for tradition existed in this eye to eye lock of two six foot four blonde guys from Sweden. It was hilarious. I and like I mean, how I, when you're telling this story, by the way, I can hear the gravel in your throat from a long night. Yeah, you know me. I like to get at it. Um, but you know what's helping? This fucking so the other thing, so you know why I was excited to open JC's beer. Do you guys I, I guess I feel this often, but I don't think I noticed it till I was picking the beer for the show. Does spring make you feel spontaneous fermentation beers more than the other three seasons? There's something about the buds setting in the forest that I was like, no, I want to drink a wild beer. Ooh, I don't know if that, I've ever is, thought Am about I alone that in that? I don't know if you're alone in there. I just it hasn't occurred to me in the past. necessarily. So I was looking at, you know, 150 beers in the beer cellar trying to pick what to drink with you guys. And part of me wanted to like make a really bad choice, like a big dumbass pastry barley wine from eight years ago from the brewery. And then I was like, no, I really want something spontaneous and lively and pulled out this trillium. And it's definitely doing it for me. How's your uh, how's your spotted cow sitting? It is. Uh, I did not read the ABV on this. This is like 8.7%. It says grand on it. I grand know. I know. And I wasn't necessarily, but I, you know, it's like, oh, it's spotted <laughs> cows. So like double spotted cow is going to be like five and a half. Um, nope. Uh, it's, is it it's, as Cezanne as real spotted cow? Remember my shock when I had my first spotted cow. Uh, I think I, I think it's a little bit more so. The phenolics on this are are really, there's like a nice clove thing going on with it. Some orange, like some orange blossom. Uh, there's there's some fun things uh, that are happening in here. That's cool. What about you? How's how's the uh, coconut porter sitting, Casper? You already moved on to your to your bloodies. 
No, no, I'm still half, halfway through the glass here. I'm going back and forth between this and coffee. So I should just pour the coffee into beer. Maybe that'll work too. Smart. I feel like if we were smart, we'd have selected a progression of beers that went from six to 42 and sent it to Kennedy. So he'd have to live through what he's been putting us through. For the last. Hey, I would be more than happy to do that. <laughs> How's he your lied. beer going? How's your beer going? It's great. I'm uh, I'm enjoying it. It's it's super malty, super old school, and I I dig it. Right. Uh, I've also got a letter for you guys. Let's hear it. All right. Specifically for Augie and Cass. Oh, so oh I feel I'm going to go Hall? take a break. <clears throat> Damn anybody it! I was trying to hold to take a break. Nope, I'm all right. <laughs> all right. Brendan S says, "Kennedy, my man, my question is for Augie and Cass. Why do cans from some breweries have no date code on them?" I only see it as something that is mutually beneficial for a consumer and brewer as it ensures that the beer you're having is fresh and presented in the best condition. Too many breweries do not date coat their cans and therefore I will not commit spending the money or what could be old beer on what could be old beer and will choose something else. Is it something that some canning machines aren't able to do or is it a conscious decision by the brewery or is it more money that the brewery can't justify? Your friend in beer, Brendan. Yeah. Um, well, I, I'll take it first. So here at Ironheart Canning, we uh, <laughs> we, code, we date code here and at can every can that we can. Brewing, you can't yell at me. <laughs> yeah, no, we we and we do it for free. It is something that you know just kind of baked in. Um, you to, require you know, our our we require our customers to do it. Really? Um, if somebody really doesn't want to do it, like you know. I'm not going to, we're not going to twist their arm, but you know, we date code and timestamp every can for quality control purposes. So, you know, God forbid something happens in the market, you know, customer complaint happens. You can then see the bottom of it. Now, Augie has one on his canning line. He's got all the bells and whistles. You know, some folks have smaller canning lines and, <clears throat> you know, not big machines like what, what Augie runs and what we run. And they're just not set up to date code their own cans. You know, it's a piece of equipment that costs money and needs to be set up in line you know, your hand feeding your machine, you know, it's not getting uh, date coded on the bottom on its way to begin filled or even post fill. So, so, you know, a lot of things, some people just don't want to do it either because it's a small batch of cans, like 30 cases of a run and they know it's going to fly out the door. And it's like, it was done once, you know, that can was canned on that day. So yeah. everybody's got their own reasonings for it, but you know, I agree. Uh, you know, it, it should be on every can, even if you, you know, did like the grocery store sticker on top of the pack deck. Uh, a lot of folks do that as well. Uh, Cause you want to know, make sure you're not getting burned out there on the shelf. I'm, you know, I'm a date code checker on everything I buy, uh, regardless if it's, you know, even one of my customers or not. All right. Um, so I will not disagree with a single thing Cass said. I'll just try to add some color from the, brewers side of it. And I suspect COVID has made this difference. The first thing I'll say is I think when people get enthusiastic and start in beer, they get very excited about dating and believe a lot of what's wrong with beers they're tasting is that they got old or were mishandled. And that's absolutely true to some extent, but I don't think it's ever as true as people want it to be. I think there's just some people out there that don't make good beer. And it ends up in people's hands. And since other people were excited to have had it, they're looking for excuses for why it's bad. And I think if you make good beer and you pay attention to all of beer making, even in the double dry hop, triple hazy world, 
your beer should have a reasonable shelf life. And I think, you know, we've talked about this on the show a lot, not in a while, but even if you buy four super fresh day of online, other half beers, I think you should put one away and drink it six months down the road just to see what it matures into. And it will be a different beer than that first fucking hop smack. But if they've built a beer and they typically do that has all the right components in all the right places, how they fade, how they mature, how they decay is what's interesting about the potential of that beer. So I wouldn't get so hung up on dating, but I don't, but that's not to say you shouldn't have a date. You should get a date on your can that tells you so you can make an informed decision when you're playing that game. I just told you to play. Now, that being said, I suspect COVID might have greatly exacerbated with what wasn't a big deal situation. So prior to COVID, if you were a small brewery in the situation, like Cass said, where everybody that bought your cans was buying them from you in a three-day window, and you're of that sticker can generation where you're never making that version of that beer again, and it gets a new name, I understand kind of not spending the thousands of dollars for a date coder because you're like, there's no other, you know, just pick a randomly named beer, you know, Schniggle beer. We never made Schniggle beer again. So if you have a can, you have it from April 2022. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Was the business model. Um, And that was fine. But when COVID shut everybody down, one of the big problems on shelves of New Jersey is all these little breweries that only ever meant to sell cans if they sold them at all in their tasting room and actually built their business model around pints of beer in a room were forced to go find shelf space for cans that Cass was putting together for them um, in kind of an emergency, oh my God, how do we pay the bills situation? So that those canning setups, which kind of made sense without date codes, like I said, because only a hundred people were buying them from the, from the brewery are now sitting on shelves undated. So I think that might be exacerbating your experience. I think most of us that intend to sell beer in the more traditional manner of stores and bars and all that always plan to date coder in because you need that protection and that communication with the customer. And I think, kind of out of nowhere two years ago, everybody who was like, no, we don't need to worry about spending that 10 grand or 20 grand because we're only going to make, what'd you say, cast 30 cases at a time? Because we're only going to make 30 cases at a time. All of a sudden had to put those out in the world undated. Does that make sense? Yeah, it they yeah. definitely doesn't make sense for your flagship beers though. So if your local brewery is not date coding, ask them why. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got the. And then you're us who does date code, and about forty to eighty percent of the way through every canning run, somebody knocks something, and it looks like this blue thumbprint on the bottom of every can, and we got to reset everything. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'll just say from a from a user standpoint, if you are going to date code, and and I appreciate it when places do, make sure it's legible yep. because yeah. there's nothing worse than, you know, I, I don't care if it's the Julian calendar, I don't care if it's. But if there's a date on there, I'd also like to know if that's when it was canned or when that's what you perceive it to be best buy. Yeah, there's also the best buy date. I picked up a six pack yesterday of a brewery from Vermont and they have a 
Best Buy date on there. And I don't know. So it's a had... future beer. It's beer yeah. in the future. I love that. <laughs> I love every time that happens. It's like, it they, can't have, they can't have made this August 2022. <laughs> it, it was June something. And I'm like, well, what yeah. does that mean to the brewery? Like, what is, I mean, they have yeah. their standards, I guess. Just it's looking also- at some of those cans that I pulled out earlier. And uh, I think I didn't open it, but I, I think that I have until July 29th of 22 yeah to um uh to drink this hard mountain dew um i bet you that shit still tastes fine long yeah if there's something in hard mountain long long after if there is something in hard mountain dew natural enough to decay they've made it wrong (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna wait for the version with coriander in it yeah. <laughs> How did you get Rob Todd to join up with Sam Calagione again? <laughs> <laughs> Magical green caffeine juice. <laughs> I will say that Allagash on the bottom of this can, there's it's very clear packaged 03 03 p.m. and there's a number beside it, which I'm guessing is. Maybe the can number? I don't know. But it's, it's a very, very straightforward number. It's a Bible verse. <laughs> That's in and out. They're like the in and out of, of, <laughs> of stays on. <laughs> uh, all right. You got another letter? Should we get back to the what's going on in the world of beer? And it's your turn, Kennedy, if we are. What have you been doing? I haven't seen any life-changing Italian Pilsner articles from Dustin Kennedy in a bit. You know, I haven't written that much lately. Um how know. are you paying I... the bills if you're not writing? Because it ain't this show, unless you're embezzling. <laughs> no, um, but no, I, I've been traveling more, but mostly for you know family and uh, and other things. We had a nice trip out to Colorado a few weeks ago. Um, just got back from the Caribbean, where I drank a bunch of ice cold uh, eight ounce pony bottles of polar beer, which was interesting. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's a weird time for for beer. I think there's been a lot of stuff happening in Brooklyn beer wise. Some good, some bad. Um, I don't really want to get into that right now. But like, you know. what you can't do that and not get into it. What, well, what are the, you know, the, the oh, are you talking the, about the threes blow up? The threes thing is the biggest thing yeah, that yeah, I was. Yeah. Thinking. yeah. So and there's okay. been a lot of you know, especially among um, other writers in Brooklyn. You know what what to do do we do we still support threes do we not go there do we you know we all love their beer but uh there was some controversy with one of the owners and i'm sure everybody can read up on that if they want but uh, yeah. but at this point and this is actually your job to be a reporter here dude because i don't know um i saw the awkwardness i saw the discomfort and then i saw some kind of i'm separating from the company announcement I don't know how that's been perceived or whatever, because the truth is the only time I come in contact with Three's beer is from you. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, it's interesting. Hall, you should probably put on your reporter hat and figure out how to do this. And Thieves, if you care, let us know. But wasn't a significant percentage of Three's flagship beer being brewed by Chief? Uh, yeah, Leet was being brewed almost exclusively um, at Industrial Arts. So you know who might have the best answer for the stuff you're trying to avoid and the stuff I don't know is Chief, right? Because we know Chief. Oh, I'm sure be... he really wants to wade in on this one. <laughs> All right, well, figure out how to get him to do it, Paul. That's your job. Oh, we do have you're, an anniversary. Coming you're up. my secret booby trap. That's what I'm saying. Chief is going to be on a show in the next couple of weeks. So 
not after he hears this. <laughs> oh, so, sorry, guys. I, con- conflict. Uh, yeah. Especially after I sent him that uh, Ithaca flower power last yeah, year. Yeah, seriously. Oh, yeah, dude. I forgot year. you did that, you dick. That came that up, was, actually, in that beer a was car in Rochester when we were going downtown. Uh, somebody that I was driving with brought it up where it's like, yeah, Wait, you guys had Chief on the show. show? And and you gave him flower power, and I was like, we did not, we <laughs> together did not. No, no, that's that's only just, one. Justin Jesus. Kennedy, on the other the world, hand, sooner or later we're gonna find out that Kennedy is the guy that invented the Rick Roll, and he's just the greatest <laughs> internet troll in the history of the world, and we we've just silently been his pawns in this game all along. Hey, I'm gonna say, speaking of Kennedy, uh, our our good friend has theater tickets. Huh? Yeah, so, so we got to let him go. I, I, I got yeah. to wrap up. Are you um, going to Hamilton? No, Aladdin. Uh, oh, I've seen it. It's fun. You're going to yeah. love it. Yeah, it's good. You are going to love it. It's a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah. Enjoy Times right, Square. So, I will. Well, so now's the time when we, we actually spend a couple seconds to say thanks to the thieves and the Patreons and that it's yes. good to catch up with you guys, too. And we really appreciate it. Um. And remember to do those things that doesn't make it into the Christian Slater wrap up. Uh, if you listen to us, I think you can listen to us on everything, Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. We are a big world premiere podcast. But if you listen on Apple, go give us five stars and give a Kennedy, my man, comment, because that does help this thing spread. And if it spreads, we get the chance at more Patreons. And if more Patreons give us two to ten bucks. We get to do more fun things like John and I are headed to Miami, John on the Patroons and Augie on the Carton Dollars Yeah, um, to record some shows at Wakefest and all that. And a that's lot of all shows. doable. Yeah, I think we're doing I think we're shooting for six and we'll probably we're shooting get two. for we're shooting for six. <laughs> three might air. Yep. We'll be um, that fourth episode, though, we always got to save the fourth episode before we throw in the towel, because that's always the one where it's like, really? Um, yeah. I don't know who you we know have what I'm so, for that one yet. So thank you guys. Do that. Do that housekeeping. If you aren't a Patreon again, no kidding. There's something like 50 to 60,000 downloads of the show a week. If all of you just gave us a $2 tip, like we were your, your least favorite bartender, we'd, uh, <laughs> Accurate. we'd definitely do We'd definitely be doing shows from Stockholm with guys that only drink lagers. Um, and that'd be fun. But Cass, why don't you do, why don't you put on your, your gravelly Christian Slater and give us a little, all of the, all of the media's dialogue. And I will finish with, thank you guys. This is seriously, it's always fun, but it's been a sane touchstone for the last two years. So I appreciate that we still get to do it. Yes. Uh, write us letters. at steal this beer podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on all the social medias at steal this beer see what we're drinking on untapped steal this beer and yeah thanks for those patreon patroon dollars you know you can kick into that fund at patreon.com slash steal this beer all right all right last notes on the beers mine just started showing that little tiniest bit of peanut skin brett and i think that means this is the slowest i've drank one of these three bottles and i'm delighted what about you everybody else clean up nice i'm on my second beer I switched yeah. over to a Weizenbach from Yepa at Evil Twin. Oh, wow. Weizenbach. <laughs> I'm going to really... be aiming for a late morning nap now. I'm super <laughs> excited. So excited. All right, guys. I love you all. Thanks. And we'll see you soon. Get at us. Bye. Cheers. Cheers.